Good morning. I had set out this week to preach this morning on the John in the beginning passage that Chris beautifully read for us this morning. I love that passage, and it speaks to the new year to hear John's birth story of Jesus told in such a way that we better understand Jesus' being and realize that Jesus' teachings are utterly timeless and therefore able to be renewed and reclaimed at any moment. To this end, John's words ring out with poetic beauty. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. What an amazing idea upon which to reflect. Christ and his teachings for us to do justice and seek peace have existed as truth for all time and space. The entirety of what Jesus modeled and taught us through his life existed in the beginning And it is now because Christ continues to live in each of us and will be forever as Christ's spirit continues to guide creation. That spirit calls to each of us, and if we listen, the Holy Spirit calls us towards amazing places. And sometimes that same amazing spirit calls us to places we don't think we want to go. Like today, for instance, I wanted to stick with the lectionary's passage from John, and instead the Holy Spirit caused Jeremiah to resonate within me in this moment. Jeremiah especially stood out to me as it describes rejoicing over bringing back those who have been lost. This idea of homecoming hits me, however, as bittersweet in this moment, when we face the magnitude of the sheer numbers of those who have been lost to this world in the last year, those out of our control to reconcile to home in this world. It is a challenging reflection as we think about how many unimaginable things have happened and how each one lost leaves so many hurting in the wake of their passing. In the wake of the last year, I know some are left questioning if there is a God, or at least one who cares. And we are left distressed by the deeply myopic actions of some of our fellow humans. We've also had to come face to face with the reality that the effects of the pandemic have been exacerbated by long-established social structures that continue to fall far short of Jesus' timeless truths. This Jeremiah passage emerges from a different context, but offers the same sorts of feelings to contend with. Jeremiah is calling out to the people of Israel who have been pulled and separated from their kin through war and deep disagreements, some by force through exile, others by the separation of time and space. Jeremiah is speaking to the people of Israel who have been ravaged by war and exile, but his words also speak to all people and families who have lost loved ones 
and lost their connection to the whole of Israel, often symbolized in its communal worship. Jeremiah was speaking to a people whose sole identity was unification in worship of the God of Israel. And yet, wars between them and long-lived arguments tore them apart at the seams. This experience of deep loss is expressed in lament. The scriptures point to the truth that honestly voicing the pain from such losses somehow paves the way to a new beginning. So God can do a new thing. The crying out gives voice to the problem and opens a space for healing, for transformation, and even reconciliation to begin to move into a new space. It is easy to become lost in the seemingly unending tragedy and outrage the last year has presented us. Standing in faith is a hard journey in such times, and we must acknowledge that. The fact of the matter is that living out Christ's teachings is not easy. It is often filled with challenge and sometimes unexplainable loss. That experience of loss to a community, continuing to push forward in the direction of the call to follow Christ's teachings despite the known hurt that will come, is something to lament and voice in loud shouts, as Jeremiah points to in this chapter. But don't worry, God can handle it. In response to such losses, it seems only sensible then that we ask, what is the shape of God's vision for healing? Jeremiah, after experiencing great loss and division in the Israelite community, is encouraged by God to claim hope through the idea of transformation and reconciliation. Jeremiah is called to see and share that God is going to do a new thing. Interestingly, Our passage also instructs them to sing aloud with gladness for Jacob. Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob. Why? Why in this moment? Because God will transform their honest shouts of lament into joy through the idea of a new way of coming together after the pain that they have all experienced. The good news of restoration and salvation for all those who are lost and those who felt lost is at hand because they are going to be reconciled, reunited, brought together in homecoming and nothing that has happened will be too big to stop such an ultimate healing. That is what homecoming means in this passage. It means that reconciliation 
a restoration of the good relationships is going to happen. In other words, a new beginning, and this time it will feel like home. And wouldn't that mean the world for each of us today to know that feeling? Wouldn't it mean the world to each of us, especially when we seem to be assaulted nearly daily with local and world news of hatred and violence? To know that good news is real and that there will ultimately be reconciliation. There will be shouts of joy because no one will be lost forever to us or to God. All will ultimately find a way to come home, no matter how estranged or how far away they seem in this moment of our understanding. That idea is pretty good news. It's pretty darn good news. How do we live into that ultimate hope of God's reign beyond our understanding in the here and now? How do we live into that hope in the here and now? Doing our part in faith to help bring this about means we must work diligently together and insist that the world we live in now become the place of peace and equality that we expect it to be. It doesn't mean we forget what has happened or that some folks have truly meant to do harm and be hateful. It means that each of us and as a faith community must continue to be the voice for works of compassion and justice. For example, in the here and now, taking a stand against such things as racism, taking a stand against any injustice by questioning the practices of immigration in our country at this time, by insisting those who represent us act honorably, by insisting that we have affordable health care, by refusing to accept things like ageism, and demanding equality for both sexes. The list is long, and my list may be a little different than your list, but the list is one that is long, and I think we all know the nudgings that the Holy Spirit calls us to in this work that we set about together. And once again, in this first Sunday of January, 2021. Once again, we stand at a symbolic beginning. The result of continuing to do this timeless hard work is that reconciliation will provide a homecoming through those works of love, through our love and through our care the very work that Jesus called us to do. Christ taught us how to do the work by doing all things through love. Isn't that 
the primary command that we have. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself, no matter what. I believe with all my heart that there is for sure a new beginning possible, no matter what has taken place. Remember that from the start of creation, the truth of Christ's teachings for us to live our lives was there in the beginning, and it was the word to live by, and it was God's word. This day, let it be ours as well. Will you pray with me? God of beginnings, a new year has arrived, giving another opportunity to say it is a new day and to claim the new thing that you ask of us. You give a chance to renew and reconnect, to make wrongs right, and to come together in peace. O oh God, let us be the hope and reconciliation our community needs for all to believe in your new beginning. Amen.